Well, hello, Rainbow. It's good to see you again for uh, another week of our, our Bible study time here together. Um, I want to cover just a couple quick things before we enter into our, our time together. And the first thing that I want to do on behalf of everyone who's been watching these videos uh, is I want to take a moment to thank Dave and Justin. Uh, these two guys have done so much behind the scenes to make all this happen from lighting to audio to filming and editing and I, I just want you guys to know how much I appreciate it and I know how much so many who have been watching uh, appreciate it. They may not even realize how much they appreciate how good the, the product looks but I know that you guys are putting a lot of time into that and I just wanted to say thank you on my behalf but also on a lot of others as well. We, uh, we greatly appreciate everything that you guys are doing to help us put all this together and and to stay connected in, in such effective ways uh, virtually um, also just wanted to mention of course in a couple of days it'll be Easter and and it will be uh, admittedly kind of a strange Easter but we do hope you have a very happy one uh, we hope that you have your your best Easter pajamas laid out for Sunday morning worship <laughs> and uh, or whatever you may may wear as we worship together virtually uh, and that the Easter Bunny's still good to you and you still enjoy the day uh, even though it'll be uh, virtually this year um, also we've uh, of course our elders have put in place at the beginning of the year uh, different themes each month for us as a congregation to be praying for and we we've been meaning to already remind you uh, about April's but it has frankly slipped our mind in the midst of everything else that's been going on so I wanted to take a moment and let Justin share with you uh, what our theme for April is yeah so our theme for April is redemption uh, so we want to focus on uh, when, we, when we're in our special prayer time with God on thanking Him uh, for redemption, thanking Him for, uh, of course, sending His Son for us, and especially with Easter being around the corner. Um, redemption is a huge uh, part of our lives at this time um, and something we should be thankful for, especially if you uh, look in the entire Bible. The, the thread of redemption is from Genesis, from Genesis all the way through Revelation. Um, and when you really just appreciate that this document, this, this book, was written over a course of thousands of years, and then think about from the very beginning, mm -hmm. uh, redemption was a huge part of that. We have a lot to be thankful for. Mm, absolutely. And a wonderful God to be praised and thanking Amen. Him for redemption. Amen. That plan of redemption, we couldn't make it without it. Right. So mm -hmm. what a wonderful blessing that that is. Um, okay, now we're going to continue with our study from Second Peter that we began last week. Uh, we wanted to start looking at Second Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 5 through 7 is where our study is taking place. Uh, of course, we know that the Christian life is, uh, it's, it's not an idle one. You know, the Christian life is not a lazy life. It's supposed to be one where we're active and we're working and specifically where we should be striving to grow closer to God. Uh, where we should really be striving to grow to be more and more like Him. And what we see in these verses are uh, a number of what are sometimes referred to as the, the building blocks of our spiritual life, uh, these Christian virtues. And as we looked last week, the, the foundation for all of these is, of course, our faith. And we looked at how important our faith is. And so today we're going to begin with the first of these building blocks that we can begin building upon our faith. Uh, so let's read verses 5 and 7 together. It says, Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, 
supply moral excellence and in your moral excellence knowledge and your knowledge self-control in your self-control perseverance and in your perseverance godliness in your godliness brotherly kindness and in your brotherly kindness love okay so today uh, we begin with the first of these moral excellence or at least that's what my uh, new american standard translation says and depending upon the translation that you use uh, you probably run across uh, a number of different words that are used in this passage. Uh, the Greek word here is arete, uh, and I'm probably butchering that, but that's how I'll pronounce it. Uh, it's arete, and uh, it's only found four times in the New Testament, and two times are in this one verse. Uh, one other time is found two verses before in 2 Peter chapter 1 there in verse 3, and another time Paul uses it in Philippians chapter 4 in verse 8. Uh, just something that I found interesting that I, I want to share real quickly as I went through some different translations. Uh, there's some consistency and even some inconsistency with how different translations will uh, translate this word, which I think is interesting. Uh, for example, the King James Version, in all four passages, it's virtue. So they're very consistent in their translation. That's a good translation. Uh, whereas with the New American Standard, which is what I use, uh, they translate it to the word excellence for Philippians 4.8 and 2 Peter 1.3. But then moral excellence, as we just read uh, there in verse 5, the English Standard Version, which is a very good translation, uh, translates Philippians 4.8 and 2 Peter 1.3 as excellence. And then 2 Peter 1 and verse 5 that we're looking at today translates it to virtue. Uh, the NIV, I know a lot of folks use the NIV, and 2 Peter 1, uh, verse 3 and verse 5, both of those are translated to goodness, and Paul would translate it in Philippians 4, verse 8, as excellence. Again, same word, but for whatever the reason, they're given different translations uh, in those English translations. This, this is the supreme Greek word. For, for virtue. So to refer to it as excellence is, is it's a good translation as well. Um, 2 Peter 1 and verse 3, Peter saying that, you know, God has, he has called us as his believers by his own glory and excellence and that we're to grow in this uh, and the same kind of moral excellence uh, that God has demonstrated. Uh, Dave, you and I were talking earlier uh, about the need to to kind of make that connection. Uh, why don't you share some of your thoughts with us? Yeah, we were talking earlier how <clears throat> I feel like we should have mentioned this last week. Um, the study just didn't go in that direction uh, as we started it. But, you know, when, he, when we read Second Peter verses 3 through 4, I just want to read that for us real quick. His divine power has granted, a, granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who use us to His own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that though them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. You know, we, we started last week on faith. And as you mentioned, you know, a lot of people refer to these as building blocks mm -hmm. and how they build on one another. And I was thinking last week as, as we were preparing of of. The, the phrase here that says divine nature, partaking in that divine nature. Um, when he's talking about adding those portions to our lives or adding those, those characteristics or those traits or those building blocks to our lives, he's talking about participating in that divine nature, that God's nature. Mm -hmm. um, that's where these traits, these 
personalities, these building blocks they come from is from God. And, uh, you know, we that I think is where we need to start when we start talking about why it's so important that these things should be supplementing our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, making that connection that it's the, our, our human desire is uh, the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. But instead, as followers of Christ, that we should be partaking in His divine nature, in God's divine nature. Um, making that connection with what Peter's talking about here makes a difference, uh, especially when we start talking about what it means to be complete what it means to be that well-rounded Christian mm-hmm. is uh, well partaking in his divine nature. So what are some aspects then of his divine nature? I guess I'm saying, you know, what, is, what does that look like for us? What should we be striving for? What are some traits in our life that that would include? Well, the first one, I think, was, you know, last week we talked about faith, but the first one that we're, that we're really, you know, digging, the one we want to talk about this week is that moral excellence, that virtue and uh, what that means in our lives. So, Justin, in your own words, what does virtue mean? Um, or moral excellence? <clears throat> yeah, you act good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it is a big part of it. And, and something that, that I've been thinking about as I've been, as I've been thinking about this passage is... Um, there's a lot of people in the world who aren't Christians that act good. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when we're really talking about moral excellence, it's also what's the reason that mm-hmm. we are being morally excellent? What's mm-hmm. the reason that we are acting good? What's the reason right. that we are being virtuous people? Which points back to our faith, mm-hmm. which points back to partaking in that divine nature with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and the power that's talked about in verse 3, that's it's through his power that we're right. able to do this. Um, so the first thing I think of is just is just how we act, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of our, our character, a little bit of our uh, the things that we do, um, but it's also to me a big part is is why. What's mm-hmm. the reason that we are pursuing moral? Yeah, our motivation yeah. for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what should the motivation be? Just in case there's anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it would be to, to just to double back to be a part of that divine nature, right. to have that in our lives. Uh, the motivation that we should have of striving for moral excellence is to serve God sure. and to be like God. Right. Right. You know that that's so important. We you know we often talk about being like Christ, mm-hmm. uh, being like God. Well, this is how we do it. Yeah. Is um, look at this passage and Peter's laying it out. This is how you're striving. This is how you're partaking in the divine nature. Yeah. I I think it's kind of interesting to think about because, you know, we're not saying it in like a haughty or prideful way. You know, when we say we want to be like God, you know, we're not Mm -hmm. saying we want to be gods. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's actually full of humility. Right. You know, it's us saying, man, we, we are striving to be more like our God as loving and kind and as just generous, uh, being more and more like him, his nature, his characteristics, uh, each and every day, because that I think that is that ultimately that is what makes us uh, a good person, a good citizen, a good spouse. You know, you know, so many of those different uh, traits that we see every day, and and of course we know in the world around us, um, and frankly sometimes even in our own lives, you go there are days you think, man, the, the people don't have a moral compass anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it just seems like so many people. Uh, want to do wrong 
more so than striving to do right. And, and that's what moral excellence is in my mind. You know, mm -hmm. it's that really desire to do right mm -hmm. yeah. and, and to strive to be who God wants me to be because it's who God wants me to be. And going back to what you said about not in an arrogant way wanting to be like God. Right. My mind, and I, very cold reference here that I, I could be wrong, so I'm, I'm throwing this at you guys to correct me if I am wrong, but in Matthew 5, when Jesus is kind of going over the law or interpreting the law, doesn't he say, be perfect as your Father, Heavenly, Heavenly Father is perfect? Yeah. And so there's that, that, that command from Jesus there to be striving for that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's not arrogant to want to be like God, especially in the ways that we're talking about. Right. You know, we're not talking about wanting to be like God and be powerful. And yeah. we're, we're wanting to be like God and be loving mm -hmm. and be, have that moral excellence mm -hmm. and all the things that Peter's talking about here. So no, not in an arrogant way but striving to, um, to be like him in a, um, a way that reflects it to the world. Right. Um, one, one of the things that I read also said that the word suggests a, a steadiness, a dependability, uh, even a consistency of character. And, and I liked that idea because, you know, certainly whenever I think about God, his consistency, you know, his, his promises, his assurance, that's something that I know I can stand firm on. And I can know that whatever God says is. Mm. Um, and I hope that as I grow from day to day, that becomes more evident in my life. You know, that I'm just striving to do right. I'm striving to be who God wants me to be. Uh, and there is that, that same type of um, stability, you know, in my own life, my own spiritual life. Um, because it is so easy in this life to go up and down. And, and to not just have kind of a steady, even keel uh, approach, even with our spiritual life. And um, it's important, I think, in today's world for people to look at us and to know that they can count on us, mm. you know, because we are virtuous. Mm. Uh, and there is that sense of dependability within our, our character, you know, mm. that people can look to us and they know we're not perfect, but they know, if at all possible, they're going to do the right thing, you know, and, and that's... Man, what a wonderful thing to be said of us, too. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are there any practical ways that you guys can think of that can help us strive to be morally excellent, maybe more so than what we already are? I th and this, go with me. All yes, right, with yes. <laughs> all right. When I'm r really thinking about... Uh, God's divine nature, which is, is what, we've, what we've talked about some mm -hmm. in this lesson. Uh, the first word that pops up in my mind that's, that's not directly mentioned here in this passage, but it's but the thought is there. It's holiness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and how when I really think of what separates God right. is from, from other uh, quote-unquote deities or other religions, uh, it's His holiness mm -hmm. and the way that He is totally different mm -hmm. from, um, from anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we think about what we want to do to mimic God, which is the discussion we had earlier um, of how we want to be similar to God, I, I want to be similar in that I'm holy too, in that I'm totally different right. from the other people that I run into on the street. Yeah. Um, that I'm totally, if that, and not necessarily me, but uh, Christians in general sure. are holy, they're set apart, they're different from uh, the, the non-Christian who you mm -hmm. might encounter. Um, so I think anything we can do uh, to separate ourselves mm 
Um, and, and I think we've got all kinds of opportunities to do that um, with the media that's out there. We, we, we make a stand every day with the things that we choose to post and the things mm -hmm. we choose not to post. We make a stand every day when we, uh, the things we choose to watch, the things we choose not mm -hmm. to watch. Um, so I think just practically speaking, um, when I think about moral excellence and I think about virtue and I think about holiness, a lot of the decisions we make that just separates us uh, from people who don't have a relationship with Jesus, that's, that's a very practical and real way that we can show our faith I agree. Um, and exemplify this moral excellence. I agree. Yeah, as you were mentioning that, my mind, went in, the, in the most simplistic way possible, was you know, God not being able to be in the presence of sin. Mm -hmm. We should make the decision to not yeah. do the same. You know, yeah. to not be in the presence of sin as well, even though, unfortunately, our flesh we 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 consume sin so much. Uh, but if we are to be imitators of Christ, if we are to be like our heavenly Father, then we should be striving to not be in the presence of sin. Yeah, and that's basically what you just said. Yeah, just using the word holiness. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, right. <laughs> and I just I think about um, standards, and even um, I used to work in higher education and. Uh, you know, we would, we would talk about having excellent academic standards, mm -hmm. you know, and if you didn't have this certain academic standards, you couldn't get in. Or even uh, at one at, at Freed Hardeman, you know, we had different standards for, hey, if you've been a criminal, like, you sure. know, <laughs> if you're a felon, sure. you know, you <laughs> might, might be tough to get in. Uh, you know, but there, there are mm -hmm. standards, and we have, we have standards, and, and it's an excellent standard. And yeah. I like this moral excellent. It, it puts that excellent word out there that this is what we're striving for. But there's also a conversation to be had about, um, what do we do when we don't meet that standard? Mm -hmm. um, and how Christians, just because it's what we're striving for, doesn't mean that's what we are always right. obtaining. Right. You know, and that's where we're thankful for grace, and that's where we're thankful for Jesus. forgiveness, that's and right. that's where we're <laughs> thankful for redemption and our Redeemer. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No we have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, our thoughts should be on that, especially this week yeah. and yeah. this weekend is the redemption that we have through Christ uh, because we fail to live yeah. up to that standard. We, we, we never can. Uh, and there's the need to have the forgiveness of sins, the need to have His blood mm -hmm. in our lives because uh, even though we are striving to be like God, striving to be like Christ, we come short. We're yeah. going to fall mm -hmm. short. Right. Uh, and so we need the blood of Christ. Yeah. We need that redemption. Yeah. yeah, and I think sometimes within our own psyche it's so hard to maintain that balance. Because, you know, on one side, we want to and we need to hold ourselves accountable to God's standard. Mm -hmm. But then the other side is, I can really beat myself up. Mm -hmm. And I can really be right. too hard on myself and not really understand and appreciate the grace that God has shown me. Right. Mm -hmm. And that He's the one that's going to help me get to this point. Yeah. You know, that mm -hmm. I'm, I, can't, I can't be morally excellent on my own. Right. I need to be striving for it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the expectation of God. But... God will help me get there. Yeah, that's you even, know. you know, look at the very beginning of verse 3. His divine power has granted to us, right. you know, um, and and it's through His power. It is. That we're able to do anything that we do, really, yeah. you know, in, in the positive. Um, and it's, it's, while it might be impossible for, uh, for myself to be morally excellent, uh, it is not impossible for myself plus God to be mm -hmm. morally excellent. Okay. You know, we need to remember that. That and it even uses this, the word partnership yeah. um, in or partakers in this uh, passage, and it is about a, a partnership with God. Mm -hmm. And and when we let Him be our God and and we are His people, uh, He grants us power mm -hmm. um, to to do the things that we think we can't. Right. Yeah. And what a tremendous blessing that is. Um, I, not to interrupt no, you, wait. but just as you were saying that. 
uh, you just turn one page over in your in the scripture and the first John and we, we read the passage about walking in the light and how uh, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin so us plus him equals you know that complete that Amen. perfect that walking you know walking in the light mm-hmm. so yeah wanted to kind of yeah, just it is it's very good um, our time is probably about to, to wrap up I'm going to ask Dave if he would in just a minute to lead us in a word of prayer before he does again we hope that everyone has a, a wonderful Easter and we want you to know that we love you very much as we all celebrate our Redeemer not only this weekend but every day uh, how thankful we are for Jesus because he's provided life he's provided life everlasting he's provided the hope that we have to to just continue to grow and continue to to be who he's called us to be uh, so this week, my, my challenge for you and for all of us is to just spend a little bit of time reflecting, honestly reflecting uh, on my own character and on yours, and, and really think about character traits that we have that, thanks be to the grace of God, are like God's. And also think about some characteristic traits that we have that we know are nothing like God's. Hmm. And, and what we can do to help grow beyond those things and, and become who he wants us to be more and more each day by the blood of Jesus. Uh, but again, we're so glad you're with us today. May God bless us all. Dave, I'm going to ask you to lead us in a prayer now. Sure. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we come to you this evening so thankful for this time that we've had to open up your word, Father, to study. <clears throat> we pray, Father, that we continue to strive for that more excellence father we pray that we strive to be the followers that you would have us be to find father the the motivation father to serve you to be like you father help us to always strive for that mm-hmm. father we're so thankful for the ability to open up your word participate virtually like we are father during this time and we pray that many many that may normally not hear these kind of words or these lessons we pray father that we can we can share this with them that they might be encouraged by this and father we pray that the congregation rainbow is encouraged by these studies as well thank you father for everything you do in our lives and father as we approach easter this weekend We want to thank you for your son. Thank you so much for allowing him to come here, Father, Mm -hmm. to live amongst us, Father. But most importantly, his willingness to give his life on the cross. Father, as we, we move towards this weekend, we pray that we focus on that. We think about that and what it really means for us is is your children. We know, Father, that we are sinners. And that we need that redemption. We need that forgiveness of our sins, Father. We, need, we needed someone, something to sacrifice themselves so we could be with you. And Father, we want to be in your presence. And we want to be with you one day in heaven. So Father, help us and to encourage us, Father, to continue to think about the sacrifice your son made on the cross the pain and suffering that he went through, Father, because he loves us. Father, we're so thankful 
for that sacrifice. And we pray all these things in your Son's name. Amen. Amen.